What's happening, everybody? Season 2, Episode 1. We've been off for a little while, but now we're back. We've got a lot to talk about. You can see this podcast a little all over the map. Talk about music, talk about our listening habits, talk about what we've been doing over the last several weeks, even get into Adabisi. All right, enjoy. Noches, amigos, and welcome to the Trace Hombres podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my fellow hombres, Jeffrey and Michael. Gentlemen, good evening. I'm going to lob it over to uh, Michael quickly. Michael, what are, you, what are you drinking this evening? Good evening, Scotty. I am rocking the Coors Light tonight again. Nice. Um, I was going to go for something a little bit more hardcore, but uh, probably I'm on meds right now, so I probably shouldn't even be drinking <laughs> this. So if I pass out in the middle of the show, just move on. I love it. I love it. Jeffrey, what do you got? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, first, before I answer that, Mike, you got the COVID or? You got the COVID? <laughs> He's got yeah, the just a, It's a small case. It's not a big deal. <laughs> All right. Very rare. Good thing we're socially distanced. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a All full, right. it's not a full blown uh, uh, no. eruption. It's not a five alarm COVID case. Just like it's small. Just a it's, tiny. It's just a co, not the, not the vid, just a co. Yeah. <laughs> Small case of the co, the COVID fifteen. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. For, for me, sorry, you, got, you got your Coors Light. All right, you boys got the yeah. Coors Light. So, uh, I got I've got my palate cleanser. I'm starting with, which is a which is a truly uh, black cherry. As soon as I'm done with that, though, I've got the uh, basil Hayden. This is probably a no. I'm I'm not going with ice this evening. I'm just going neat. This is probably a two finger pour. So that's what I'll be sipping for the uh, for the duration. Dude, put that uh, back up again. Put the back say up again. This one. Put that glass back up again. You call that a two finger pour? What yeah. are your fingers like the size of toothpicks? That's a two finger, dude. If you're in a bar, that's two finger. That's like one finger. Well, you go to crazy. <laughs> that's one meaty finger. Go to crazy bars. <laughs> <laughs> so it has been a little while since our last broadcast. Um, a lot has obviously changed, uh, I think, for everybody with, uh, you know, all the, the regulations and lockdowns and, and somewhat of a release back into society. Uh, we've got kids in school, uh, homeschooling going on. So there's just a number of different things kind of uh, popping off right now. And here we are in September, almost October. Um, so opening up the doorway to our, our lives and kind of, uh, uh, you know, the, the new norm, if you will. So, Jeff, I know you got the youngest, uh, the youngest child in the group. What's, uh, what's life been like with the little one there? Let me tell you guys. So, um, you know, she's been home since March, I guess. Right. Sure. You know, with a, a three-year-old child who doesn't understand why you're working, let alone why you're working and can't talk to them. Right. It was a long, long spring and summer, right? Just, sure. Good Lord, is this thing going to get over sometime soon? <laughs> like, I love you, kid, but I'm losing my mind. Right. Um, no, that's, luckily that's, she, that's, that's interesting. So with, with that being said, like you, you obviously, you know, you're working from home trying to get some stuff done. You know, what is, what's the talk track? Like, how do you, obviously she's not going to completely understand, but like, how do you, how do you talk around it? I'm curious. Um, you, there's really nothing. She's not going to understand. Like I, I would wake up every single day with like anxiety about how I was going to get through the day because sure. 
there's like no way to, first of all, like, you know, I'm on the phone all the time. That's just part of my job. My entire team works remotely. So, you know, even if it wasn't during lockdown, we'd be on the phone all the time. So I'd look at my schedule in the morning and be like, oh shit, I've got like three hour long meetings back to back to back. Like, how am I going to manage that and have my daughter be like entertained and not going crazy and not hanging off my shoulders on on the call? The good thing about it is, like, honestly, most people were pretty understanding. Like, everybody had kids that were home. It was, you know, everybody understood that it was chaotic. But I'll tell you this. She went back to school um, on the 8th, and it's been, like, I could literally that first day, like, could feel the weight lifted off my shoulders because I, you know, it really just, like, I don't have to worry about her right now. Like, thank right. God. Because I could feel myself, like, the tension and, like, being short and being out of patience. But, like, the end of the patience. day, yeah, I'd be big. done. I'd be done. <laughs> like... <laughs> And she's three, right? She doesn't understand it, nor could she entertain herself in any way. I mean, she could a little bit, but, you know, not like I could say, hey, you're watch this movie for two hours and expect her to sit there, you know? Right, right. Go so, make yourself your own lunch. And yeah, go make your own lunch, right. I yeah. mean, the, the amount of snacks that we went through in that whatever six-month period was ridiculous. It was like snacks every 20 minutes. Daddy, I want a snack. So she did good. I mean, it was just, you know, pretty stressful. So yeah, it's I think a- it made for a long summer, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as, as you know, fast forward 10 years. And this, this is going to be one of those moments, I think, you know, for me, there's those little kind of benchmarks you have growing up and stuff that happens either, you know, with school. Like, you know, I, I remember the day I was in school when the uh, Space Shuttle Challenger blew up, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was big news. Um, the one I remember from, this is the late 70s now, there was a blizzard, a late blizzard. And we had a six day weekend and literally like, you know, bound to the house because, you know, the street was not plowed for five days. You know, it was one of those storms that came on kind of fast and furious. But that was like, I want to say it was the blizzard of 79. So I was still, you know, I was in grade school and uh, my father was a teacher. So we ended up just kind of stuck in the house. Like, Mm. no, the plows couldn't make it down. There was one plow truck came down, he got stuck. They had to bring Mm. another plow truck to get him down. So that was the blizzard of, again, I want to say 79, but you remember, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. And this is that moment, I think for these kids, maybe not so much your daughter because she's still pretty young, but you know, I, I'm thinking about my girls. Um, like, yeah, this was that, that year that we couldn't go to school anymore. We had to do everything from home, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. What year were they born? Like they weren't old enough for 9-11 either, right? No, no, no. Um, yeah. They are 09 and 11. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That That's within the last, you know, decade at least. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. How about you, Carter? Yeah, I know your daughter's a little older. Um, we've had a lot going on. Uh, we moved into the new Casa Carter. That's right. Um, Congratulations again. Thank that's- you. Beautiful house. I saw the pictures. I'm actually coming to you live from my new office as we speak. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, she's, my daughter is uh, a sophomore in high school and she's 100% remote at the moment. Sure. But she's, I don't know. I think it's actually a good thing and there's no complaints on my end about it Okay. because they have a pretty good program in place. Um, She's no bother at home. She can basically do whatever she needs to do. So there's, it really, you know, for me, I have just like, you know, Jeff's got one experience. I have a completely opposite, like, you know, the whole working from home thing is no big deal for, 
for us because I've been doing it for years anyways. Um, having my daughter home is really no big deal. I actually enjoy having her home. Um, someone to talk to during the day. Sure. Um, so for me, for my family, it hasn't been, other than my daughter, she would probably disagree, but hasn't been a huge, like a major adjustment for us, really. Um, you know, my wife works at home, from home also. We just kind of go about the day like we've always been doing and that's it. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to other aspects. Um, you know, we've started practicing uh, softball again. Sure. Um, but we're on kind of a limited schedule of how we can do that right now. So we're looking back forward to getting back into the swing of that uh, full time. So there's other things we're kind of looking forward to eventually someday getting back to. But right now, I, can't, I don't really have any major complaints about it. Yeah, I think I think for us, like the eleven the eleven year old is pretty regimented and disciplined in terms of like, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z. There's a schedule every day. There's a schedule. My my other my eight year old who's soon to be nine, um, she needs more. Like you gotta kind of direct her and keep her on task because she will tend to you know gravitate off and you know like why why are you doing handstands? Like what's happening right now? Like there's a lot of that. Um, what we did do is, you know, we've had kind of our social circle, if you will. So, you know, with some, you know, parents and, and their kids at the same age. So this week, actually, we've had, um, you know, it's, it's onesie twosie, but we've had like a classmate over that we've, you know, set them up at a desk with their computer and they're actually working through some stuff together. You know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like a bit of a classroom setting in, in a weird way. Um, and we got them spread kind of throughout the house and everybody's on the Wi-Fi doing their thing. It's a great sound, by the way. Um, but, you know, this was the first full week. And again, tomorrow's Friday. And I think we have somebody else coming over tomorrow with another classmate. So uh, it's actually worked out pretty good because they are working together. They are figuring things out together and not as much like, okay, what are you guys doing? Like, we don't know. Like they're able to kind of coordinate, which is I think great. So we'll see how that goes. I think we'll see more of that as time goes on. Um, there is talk of the school going to a hybrid, but you know, we're hearing that's probably not going to happen. So, you know, at this point, whatever happens next happens next and we'll, we'll take it head on when it comes. So it's, uh, it's really interesting to watch and, and not for nothing. Like when there's downtime, they go out in the backyard and they're on the trampoline. So yeah. they are getting outside, they're getting some fresh air, they're moving their body, you know, which I think is very important. They're not just, you know, sitting at a desk all day eating snacks and ultimately they can get out and, you know, kind of just get that energy out. I think it's important. So I'll, I'll, I'm, I've been sitting at my desk all day eating snacks. You will. That's yeah. you like the last two weeks. Get yourself nope. a trampoline, dude. If I had a nope, tramp, I'd be on that thing too during the day. Yeah. The uh, Carter is. Um, are you? Uh, is 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 Elle, um Like, was she bored out of her mind over the summer and all that? Yeah. Yeah. She's actually still bored. So, this the summer was rough. She had a lot of things planned. Um, she was going away to camp, um, youth camp for like a week that got canceled. Um, I think we talked to her before about she was 
um, crown the miss I'm gonna screw it up blueberry teen queen or whatever it's called and <laughs> there's supposed to be there's a lot of dealings that go on with that where she makes appearances at various festivals fairs sure. whatever, whatever everything's been canceled so she's literally had like no opportunities to go you know shine if you will yeah um, and and I think Jeff probably knows if you know my daughter she loves to like kind of be in the spotlight and oh yeah you know be engaged so, yeah this is kind of it's been rough for her, but she's done a couple things here and there um she's actually worked out well because she's got to do some community service which is good for high school slash college which is coming up here in a couple years so kind of pushing that too so how much how much longer for the license driver's license oh man don't uh <laughs> <laughs> That's an upcoming Carter Kibosh. Dude, it's she's starting driver's ed here in like a couple months. Okay. And I just <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, no, I have the same thing. Again, I got a few more years to go for that, but uh just you know, driving some of the, the roads around here, I'm like, geez, how is she gonna react in this situation? Like, will she hit the gas or the brake. Like I, I'm already thinking like that and I've got like, you know, four years before that happens. Yeah. Um, so. well, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things like it is what it is and I got to just figure it out. I figure I'm just going to buy like a $300 piece of shit car. And if it gets busted up, it gets busted up. I'll buy another one and we'll just yeah. go that route. Well, maybe she inherited your uh, stunt driving skills. <laughs> Dude, are you, the, are you the Joey Chitwood of Wilbraham? He loves Joey yes. Chitwood, dude. <laughs> yes. Yep. I mean, one can only hope that she's going to be as an awesome driver as I was at that age. Good so point. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe some. She doesn't. I mean, there's no uh, Stony Hill Road to pull stunts on these days. But I mean, it's not for yeah, her. If you could, um, if you could navigate Stony Hill Road at what seventy five eighty with no lights on in the middle of the night, yeah, and not crash, saying something. Yeah, you got skills. Right, you got skills. Dude, I grew up with. Uh, uh, and I don't know if you know Jerry Parada or Bruno Parada, the guys from Agawam, but um, those two guys. So they they own a garage in Agawam, Parada's Auto. Obviously, it's a, a you know call it a call it a plug if you will. Um, those two, Bruno specifically, um, like literally could do anything with a vehicle, like from, you know, tear it down, build it up. He's one of those guys, like him and a buddy would like see some car sitting in somebody's yard. It's been there for a decade, like go in and then figure it out and fire it up and drive it out of there. Like, that's just how they were built. But in terms of every, every corner Every street, side street, like every little dirt patch became this weird playground of emergency brakes, <laughs> um, you know, just driving through mud puddles. Like it was everything, every mm -hmm. corner we knew. So I, I grew up with that, I guess, that kind of influence. I wasn't as, I wasn't as hardcore with it as those guys. Like I'm thinking about Bruno and Jerry. But um, the amount of like just work with the emergency, like the emergency brake in particular, every corner was emergency brake just to go sideways. You know, that's kind of where I, uh, I picked up a lot of my driving skills, quite frankly. And um, 
you know, with that being said, you know, broke a lot of stuff along the way, but Bruno was a mechanic and he could weld stuff back together. And that's kind of what we did, you know? So I just real quick, when we were moved, we have a, we had a storage unit and we were moving and we hired movers to come and do everything, but I still had to move stuff from the storage unit to our house that we're in now, excuse me. And uh, I rented this big ass U-Haul and my daughter says to me, she says, dad, um, do you need a special license to drive that? Or do you even know how to drive something like that? And do no joke. I looked at her and I was like, oh, if he's got a steering wheel and four wheels, I'm like, I can drive it. <laughs> so yeah, I got like the U-Haul and I started thinking, I said that, I was like, dude, I can. I could drive anything that's got I a steering wheel and wheels on it. I got it. A piece of cake. That's funny. So you I think you it. could drive a semi truck? Um, 100%. What are you so. debating? You just said I, if it's got well, wheels on a steering wheel, I could drive it. Sands the trailer. <laughs> I don't need a 45 footer on the back of it. But if it's just a rig, yes. Okay. Not the trailer, though. All right. See, I think I can handle the trailer, too. Oh, my God. Wow. You're crazy. Yeah. I'll bet you a bottle of whatever you're drinking right now, you could not drive a rig with let's, a 45-foot trailer. Let's it <laughs> Let's go. What are we talking about driving? Are we just talking about, like, cruising down the road? Are we talking about I mean, cars? No, one, you have to, like, back it in somewhere. <laughs> we need to you're find making it harder on yourself. Dock. Yeah, I'm all cocky because I, I tow a boat and I, I've got it in some like you know tight situations. So now I think I can handle a trailer. So pretty much, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. I mean, right? What's that place? Uh, New England Tractor Trailer Training School or whatever? I'm, I'm calling them tomorrow. We're getting we're getting lined up. It's got like three. It's N E T T S T T T S. I think. Yeah. New England Tractor Trailer Training service something we're not into this for the long haul we want like an hour tops that's all we oh, really yeah. are into this for we i just want to bet. figure out how, i want to figure out how to fishtail it right we have a bet going on and the three of us need to to drive this and back it up into a loading dock and then we're done for the day oh, so not the three of us only one of us has to do it the one person you who said they could i'll do it i don't have to do it i'll do it so Daddy's, I'm gonna. Well, I mean, I guess this, if we're there, I'll do it. But I mean, I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw this out there as a maybe. Hopefully, we can make this happen, the three of us, because I think it'll be an absolute blast. So I did the uh, uh, Richard Petty driving experience up in Loudon, New Hampshire. Oh uh, yeah, you get to drive a stock car. Yeah, it was phenomenal. You get like eight laps. You know, they give you the the little safety course kind of deal, and then they take you on the track. Which with the the funny part for me was the they take you on the track just so you can see what it looks like, what it feels like. So there's this guy in a van and, you know, we got our little outfits on and we're sitting in the back. And we're watching. He's like, all right, in this turn, you're going to do this. And then you're going to let off and you're going to do this. So we're getting some of the mechanics of it. But as he is like explaining how it all works, he is literally just like this talking to us. He's just talking to us all the time, like not even looking at the road. <laughs> and we're coming into like this high banking turn and i swear he didn't even he's kind of like what so anyways here's what you want to do like <laughs> i was like this is amazing but uh it's a short track but holy shit it was a lot of fun like once you get in there it's like you see it on tv and you kind of know what it sounds like but until you like you're in the car and you're controlling that gas pedal and the you know just basically you're on the throttle it is such a cool experience dude it is such a cool experience so I'm just throwing that out there. If we ever have that opportunity, um, that would be really cool to do. 
Most deaf. Yeah. No, we can do that after you back in the 45-foot trailer. I'll do that. Into a loading dock. I want it to be one of those, what do they call yeah, those? Perfect. The refrigerated ones. What, there's a word for that trailer. A hopper. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't, I don't know. What, I want it to be one of those, though. Like filled with meats. Give me, give me a filled with frozen shit that's gonna like tumble in the trailer when you get it right. off. Yes, right. I want, I want a tandem trailer full of nitroglycerin. That's a tandem yeah. trailer. Right. I remember one year having to drive to Connecticut for some reason, and like I'm headed south. I must have been going to the office. I'm headed south, and like headed north is completely blocked up because a trailer tipped over and cabbages spill out, spilled out yeah. all over 91. <laughs> I feel like that, I mean, with the amount of trucks on the road, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. You know what I mean? Like you always like, you know, overturned trailer full of chickens, chickens everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surprised it doesn't happen more. Do you remember the video? I don't know whether it was in Korea or someplace in Europe of like a truck that tipped over and it was full of like those eels and the eels like, Oh, the slime. Shot jizz yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. They're like slime eels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like mopping the jizz up off the ground. There was, uh, there was another jizz. one. They, they moved. Um, it was this dead whale carcass. And, you know, when, when stuff dies, it, ex- it expands with the gas. Yeah. And it exploded, like, in this yeah. little town. Like, how nasty that must have been. Yeah. I remember that, too. Oh my god! All right, well we'll 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 work on the logistics of the driving test. Okay. Um, but we'll 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 definitely try to make that happen at some point. And after that, I wanna I wanna jump over at a motorcycle. Just saying. I think like we should ponds? try to learn to learn to fly a helicopter after that on our own. Dude, I no mean, no um. I would love that. No training. I know a guy who's an instructor. Oh, on our own without instructor. Okay. My own instructor. I think I, I know the, the basic guy got it, so I think yeah. it's all right. What, with the helicopter or the truck? Yeah, either one. Yes. It's a good point. No, good point. So he can drive anything with wheels and a steering wheel or rotor blades. Or sk- skids and a rotor blade. Skids yeah. and a rotor blade, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Skids being actually the guy, the guy that I know who's an instructor is actually down by you, Carter. Right. You know, down by you, meaning someplace in North Carolina. Is that like a Florida? Yeah, yeah, he's like down south, like it Florida. Would be, you know, it would be cool to like just, you know, I've never, when you think about machinery, you know what I mean? Like a front loader, a backhoe, uh, you know, a helicopter, a, a an airplane, Operator. a motorcycle, a boat, like just to have like some wheel time in any of those. Do you know what I mean? Like how many can you stack up in your life? Yeah, like, like all just, of them. You're like, yeah, I exactly. can drive. You just jump in and something and just go. Yeah, anything. Doesn't matter what it is. That would be cool. If you could drive any construction vehicle, what would it be? Easy. Any vehicle? Piece of cake. Construction vehicle. An ins- wait, wait. An instruction vehicle? Construction. Oh, a construction vehicle. Yeah, dude. What the? What? It was an instruction I heard, vehicle. I heard an instruction vehicle. I'm like, what does that even mean? Is that something I'm not aware of? Um, yes. A construction vehicle. Um, I would definitely want to drive one of those gigantic uh dump trucks like the ones with the wheels that are like 12 feet 12 foot yeah. in diameter like i just want to yeah. see what that would be like and oh just, like the ones they pull out of the diamond mines and yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to i want to drive over stuff hell yeah that's awesome i just want to see what that'd be like that'd what be cool. you guys? what would you drive carter i want to drive one of those freaking enormous 
cranes that puts like skyscrapers up. Oh yeah. All just right. To see That'd like cool. if I would knock shit down or I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to drive a backhoe. I don't know why, but that was always what I wanted to drive. Or I like uh, maybe it's not a backhoe. What's the one on the treads, right? With the, with the scoop on the front. No, 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 no. But the with the scoop. Oh, like a front loader. Oh, you no, talking that's about that's like, like a um, shovel. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, swivel, like it turns. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotates. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like at, wherever that's that thing a, is called. That's a John Deere uh, B73 <laughs> whatever. Yeah. That's what I want to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The wrecking ball would be cool too, right? The crane with the wrecking ball on the end smashing I, I would down. definitely end up hitting myself. In the nuts? <laughs> yeah, really swinging that thing around. Like, oh, shit, it's coming in the cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carter, I told uh, Scotty yesterday and like the other guys on another text chain that I was driving to my parents and I pulled around the corner. So I turned down Dipping Hole onto Anvil and right on the corner there, there was a guy sitting in the back in like a, a backhoe because there was like doing some like either, I don't know, it was the gas company, electric company or whatever. <clears throat> so they're like down the road and he's on the end of the street in the backhoe. And he's like turned away, facing away from everybody else. And I come around the corner and he's got like his whole hand buried up his nose. <laughs> I was like, beep, beep, hey. What up, Nancy? I see you. He must have thought he was like being slick, turning away. And then he came right around the corner at the right time. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, you know, because it's got like that glass cab, right? You can see the whole thing. He was he's totally like, turned good. around facing I'm cool. I'm just going to dig deep on this one. He's like, hey, I got some bugs. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> got a bug. He's got a bug. All right, boys. It was a good, uh, good recap of what the hell's been going on with our driving, driving wishes. What do we got next? Let's get into the uh, discussion we're going to have, the interview, if you will. Do it. Don't be a chicken. All right. So, you know, we were talking about some new things to do in season two, and here we are, season two, episode one. Yeah. I've been kind of batting this idea around about. Uh, kind of talking about music through the years, essentially, you know, whenever, um, you know, you get in situations or you have memories of your life, I don't know about you guys, but I always kind of have that soundtrack that I can think about, right. Or you hear a song that brings you back to, um, you know, a time in your life or, or, uh, you know, things that happened to you, et cetera. Um, I think Mike and I were talking one day about like hearing some song that reminded us of being, you know, in our respective parents' cars, right. We always have those songs. Sure. So I have a bunch of questions and I thought it'd be cool to kind of ask you guys about your, uh, you know, musical memories and, and, you know, the things that kind of stuck with you through the years and we'll see where it takes us. And I was actually thinking, you know, this is the kind of thing you can do about television shows and movies and blah, 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 blah. Maybe we'll, we'll get to some other ones in the future, but I figured we'd start it off with some music. How's that sound? I love being quizzed, so yes. Yes. Let me ask you lots of questions. I love being put right in a spot. I have no idea what I'm about to answer. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the best place to be, dude. Mm -hmm. Right on the spot. Mm Mm-hmm. So you guys have uh, you guys um, have like early early music memories? Like I remember, um, yeah. yeah, I have songs that I remember like from being a little kid that took me you know until I was probably forty to actually know what those songs were. But like things that just stuck with me from the time of being a child and hearing my parents play music. Yep. Do you guys have memories like that? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know I have images of album covers in my head. That my father had this kind of like just this, you know how we had the CD towers at some point in our lives when we had CDs and played a CD. So this this was back where they had these like album, uh, 
I don't want to say crates. That's not the right word. It was just kind of like a container, but the albums were stacked, you know, mm -hmm. stacked with each other. So the, the album that was always up front and I still remember the album cover was, uh, it was Gordon Lightfoot. And on that album was Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So that's one of those songs that I remember from my childhood and my father, and I probably said this to you guys in the past was this, you know, he played guitar and, you know, he wrote music and stuff and he might, he would modify some songs like that one. Um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the song right now, but he, he changed the words to um, what's uh, there is a house in New Orleans. Yeah. So he changed the words to that to a gun quit town because he was from Southern Maine and I, uh, we had a whole song that was a gun quit town based on that, that same rhythm, that same rhyme. And um, so that's the kind of music that I grew up. It was John Denver and, and Gordon Lightfoot and a lot of that. And, and my father was just into music, but it was like, it, and it probably spilled off into my, my tastes as an adult. Um, and later in life, it was kind of an eclectic mix of stuff. And he had this old sound system, this uh, reel to reel track, he got when uh, when he was stationed in Germany, and uh, he brought it back. He brought it back to the states, you know. And that I remember that sitting in the living room forever. And you know, every now and then he because it had the turntable, but it had these reel to reel tracks. And um, I would love to know whatever happened with any of that stuff. Mm. It still, it still worked, you know. It's like this old fifty, well, at this point fifty year old plus equipment that uh, was pretty cool, you know, stuff like that. So that's, I can that's remember. I can remember actually like the exact record player that my parents had. I remember it was like low slung and it was on like one of those like built in cabinet things, right? With the records would be underneath it. And the speakers were like these little pieces of furniture, right? Like these yeah. little wooden things that were like little tubes and they were like spread out. But I remember like it had a dial for like the analog tuner for the radio yeah. on it, right? That you would slide mm -hmm. down. They had those like preset buttons that would yeah, pop, pop to a certain yeah. spot. Yeah, I remember that exactly. I remember thinking like, this thing is so cool. It's amazing. Was, it was such a piece of technology. Yeah. Your dad would be like, do not touch Yeah, I was afraid stereo. to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it had dials and switches, and you're like, what's this do? And then, and yeah. then, like, if the power's on, you hear some, like, yeah. oh, was I not supposed to touch that? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yep. Don't mess with my levels while I'm gone. I remember we'd be, like, jumping around in the house, right, and the records would skip. And yep. yeah. but the other thing that it had was this, like, you could put like three or four records on it at a time and like the record playing would drop and like this arm would move and another record would drop down and then hit, oh, play dude, that that's, one. That's high tech, dude. Yeah. That's what like Vince had back in the day? Yeah, dude. I think it's still wow. downstairs in the basement. He wasn't messing with did he, did he ever go as far as the uh, CD disc changer in the trunk? Oh, well, you're, I mean, you're bringing that up to me and Mike. Of course, we had those things. Well, yeah. <clears throat> did your father ever do that? No, I don't think so. I don't think he ever had one. If he did, it was a car that came with it. I can't think of one that would have had it, though. God, you remember yeah. those in your trunk? And they, yeah, they would have all this anti-skip technology built into it. Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't... Did you know that Mike and I both sold, and then Mike also installed car audio for a while? I did not know that. What company? Mm -hmm. Or was this on the side? Nope. <laughs> worked, worked for, uh... side. That's a great idea. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you could do it. Yeah, Car Carter's Car Science. Uh, we both work for Cir Circuit City. Circuit City. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That was always so cool. Like, I never got into that. I, I appreciated, you know, 
you know, subwoofers and boosters and like all that, and, you know, a nice Alpine or blah punk stereo, like this thing's <laughs> awesome. Like, but I never hooked one up. I had friends that did it. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, can you put my stereo in? Can you put these speakers in? Like, I just never got into it for whatever reason. I always find it easier to be like, hey, I'll just, how about we get some beers and you hook this up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, um, I was just thinking when, when you guys were talking about, like, w- some of the things that you remember from way back with music. And I saw, I have an older sister. She's a little bit older. And I, all I ever wanted when I was a kid was, like, her attention. And she was seven years older than me. And it was like, get out of here. Like, beat it. She always had albums. She was big into Kiss. Kiss. She went to Kiss concerts. She was like into That's awesome. Frampton. Um, Frampton. She just like she loved music, and uh, I, I want. I could always hear her playing music in her room, and she never let me come in. And I was like, damn, I just want to, like, I want to jam out with you. And then um, one day she turned over her record player to me, and she gave me a stack of. Most people are listening to the show may or may not know what 45s even are, but <laughs> it was like a stack of them. And I don't really recall many of them, but the two that I do remember that stood out that I played, <laughs> the first one was Eric Clapton. It was Layla, which Great song. I really, yeah, it's, you know, I've heard it like a billion times. But the second one, and every time I hear this song, it immediately takes me back to me being in my room as a kid playing this on a record player was uh, Rubber Band Man by The Spinners. Oh, nice. Remember that song? Great song. Right. So I had it on 45, and I played the hell out of that thing. Yeah. Just because I liked the music in it, and, you know, I thought the lyrics were funny. Um, no, you know, you bring I didn't up realize stuff. he was like a pimp, essentially, is what they were talking about. Yeah. You know. It's got that great beginning, right? Like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 right? So that's kind of like great song. the first time, like, I think I remember even listening. I didn't even know why I was listening to music. I just knew everybody in the house listened to music, so I should probably do it too. But that was where you I bring up something interesting because I think you know we're, we basically grew up in the same generation where you know there were we went from eight tracks to cassettes to CDs. Um, now we're obviously in the electronic age, but when it was just let's just use tapes and when you could buy a single. You know what I mean, and and play it in your car, or wherever at home on your on your quote unquote boombox. We would listen to your point. We would listen to the same song repeatedly, over and over and over again. Where you know all the words, you know all the the the, the bass the bass drops, everything. You just know everything about the song. We don't really do that anymore. Yeah. It's almost because there's like there's too much accessibility and and i think about my girls and some of the stuff they listen to like you know and, and even talking to my wife she's like oh when that song came out i listened to it a hundred times on a cd you know what i mean like we play it over and over again that doesn't i from what i can tell it doesn't happen anymore yep i totally agree i actually thought about that when i was putting questions together for for this discussion like how much that has changed yeah like over the last i don't know 10 years like whenever like iTunes and streaming music became more popular and you could just get access to whatever the hell you wanted. I remember like going to, we were joking about what strawberries and record world right yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like, all right, I've got 12 bucks in my pocket. I can go and look at all the tapes. Right. But that would be like the only music you would get for however long. 
right? Yeah. Or yeah. I remember to this day in the Eastfield Mall, there was like a records or a tape store like right on the corner by the uh, food court. And I remember my dad taking me in there so I could get the Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood mm-hmm. tape, right? But that was like the only tape you'd get for X time. And I would just listen to that thing Bro, is that through both town? sides the entire time. Is it Record Town in the Eastfield Mall? On the they corner? had two two places. The Record Town, I think, was down thing. a little bit more on the right. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I, it's pretty funny. Like I, I loved. I can remember thinking back when we used them. I loved tapes, and I was big into like love to say. go to. It didn't matter where, and buy like a three pack of blank tapes. And you know, record shit like from the radio yeah. or yeah. off of freaking MTV on the TV. Like, put my boombox up to the TV and freaking hit mm-hmm. record, and to get a song on tape. And uh, I love doing that. And I remember CDs came out. And it was like, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. It sounds better, but like, what what was cooler? Like, you know, and I remember, you know, I've had a lot of moves over the last, you know, twenty plus years. And then you kind of find something in some box somewhere, you know, stuffed in wherever and be like an old mixtape. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember having tapes that were just like, you know, gym, gym tapes, like stuff. I <laughs> But um, yeah, like you can create, obviously you can create playlists in, in like iTunes and things of that nature, but I don't even do that. You know what I mean? But how would you, how would you even share something like that? Can you share a, a playlist with a friend yeah. yeah carter and i have shared some cross apple music before yeah okay no we went away um we uh family vacation last summer um we had made like uh we each had made like a huge playlist of music sure. and then i smushed them both together into one playlist and we literally played that thing like the entire time for the week that we were gone just because it had like i've know, never i've never three thousand songs or some shit on it yeah that's what i was just gonna say it's massive Cause I listen to it now and again and it just, you can't ever get to the end of it. There's just so yeah. many songs on yeah. it. Yeah. I think I have like on my, in my iTunes, uh, I don't know, whatever you call it account. I've got like 2,300 songs I think right now. But um, you know, the thing is though, it's like, and I'm not trying to, I don't mind the way it is now, but I'm just saying like back then, you know, you'd have your whatever case that you put tapes in or whatever the hell it was yeah yeah yeah. no and you would like you know oh hey jeff and scott are coming over let me show them my tape collection or yeah you know pick uh, out my, a cd pick out a cd let's listen to it yeah. yeah now it's like nobody gives a shit like, yeah it's like pandora yeah. it's it's apple music yeah. it's just like what genre like acdc okay put acdc on yeah it. you know here's hell's bells yeah, uh, there's no Carter. like you don't have to work for it anymore, I guess. It's like yeah. all right there at your fingertips. And it's like, Very like you said, you play ACDC and it plays anything of that type of genre. And right. I don't know. I mean. It, it's it's cool, but it's definitely, I think, missing what we grew up with. You know what I mean? Not that that's ever going to come back necessarily, but like at the end of the day, we're in control. You know, you pick so, what you want to listen to. You Obviously, you guys can't see this. It might have been like this, Carter, when you stayed in this room, but um, I have like this re- this record collection over here, right? If you showed this collection to my daughter and asked her what it was, she would have no clue. Right. In fact, if you showed my 10 and 13-year-old nieces, they wouldn't know what it was either. Yeah. Like the first time they saw it, they thought it was magazines. Like they just don't, you know. 
What about what, what about CDs? I don't. I'm sure they've seen CDs. Um, you can like still find, you can find CDs in the stores, can't you? Maybe you can. I don't know. I have no idea. Great, great question. I don't know. I don't know. Do you still have CDs? Uh, I have some that are like in a box in the basement, like packed up. Uh, but remember, right I, behind me, there's a box of CDs. <laughs> Which tote? It goes back for like uh, 500 feet back there, full of totes. Just a quarter mile. This is this is the feet. <laughs> This is like the last scene of Indiana Jones. Yeah. You just kind of like, there's a guy pushing a cart, just stuffing the, the holy. I wouldn't go something. back there. Look how freaking scary it looks all the way back. Oh, dude, there. there's definitely know. ghosts back there. Let me know if you see anybody creeping up on me. Mm-mm. Dude, there's like a body hanging down from in there. There's like an arm that flops out of the side. <laughs> I just I just came across a box, Jeff, when I was moving. Um, and it, it's not a big one, but it had a bunch of uh, CDs. And it was all mixed CDs that... Um, like you and I used to make, mm-hmm. um, you know, just mix CDs. Yeah. And we yes. would like, you know, put it in the car or like whatever we were doing and it'd be like, yo, check it out. I made a mix CD. Like what? Yep. How'd you do I that? remember when I got my first CD burner and I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Like I remember, I can remember to this day. I, I can't tell the story about why I remember this, but uh, I can't tell offline. Go ahead. No, I can't. I can't tell it. I'll tell it offline sometime. Um, I remember, like, when I first realized that iTunes, like, when it first came out, it was only, you could only get it on a Mac. And then, old, then at one point, it t- showed up on Windows. And we had a Windows computer, and I could, like, I went on it, and, like, all these songs were on there that you didn't even know. Like, it would say, like, this is the top charts. I'm like, what the hell are these songs, right? And just, like, yeah. going through and playing them. And then buying them is when they were all, like, 99 cents. I go through and buying them, downloading whatever it was, 15 songs, and burning them to a CD. And it was like you know, essentially a brand new CD because all these songs you never even knew existed previously, and it was like awesome. But I remember the first time I did that, I was actually still living with Shay, um, and like putting it on a CD and like having it in my car and be like, "This is the coolest freaking thing ever!" That <laughs> I could just like get music and burn it onto a disc. Right, right, right. What do you guys think? Um, so here we are, and I, I'll give you my own kind of listening habits when I'm in, when I'm in the vehicle. I always, because I spend an inordinate amount of time, well, I used to anyways, an inordinate amount of time uh, in my truck, driving, wherever, I would always plug it in, you know, USB hookup. I got my little cradle for the phone. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. But if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to either music off my my Apple Music um, in my library, which is extensive at this stage. Or I'm listening to like Pandora. Like I'm not even listening to the radio. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, the I have almost zero tolerance for like just as soon as I hear a DJ, I'm like I'm out. I can't listen to any of it. I don't want to. Or never mind. You know the morning, the morning. You know there's three or four of them in a room just kind of gabbing, and I'm just like I just it doesn't interest me. Like do you, I just want to listen to something interesting, and that is definitely not interesting for me. So uh, Sirius, I was, I had, I've been a Sirius subscriber for a long, long time. I actually recently canceled that. You know what I mean? It was just, I wasn't listening to it. So kind of what was the point? Um, so that's kind of my listening habit in vehicle now. What's, what about you guys? I, uh, I do a couple things. I mean, obviously when I'm driving with, with Clara, I'm playing a lot of kids music. So I'm generally just like streaming that from my phone. Sure. Um, you know, the Jeep so, comes with like, a year of like free serious so i have that too yeah and they have kids they have general- kids programming on that when you say you're streaming kids stuff from your phone what are you streaming 
like Moana soundtrack, you know, okay. uh, Trolls soundtrack, that, like, you know, not like, you know, uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider or whatever, but like, yeah. you know, kids oriented pop music. But it's funny now because she's starting to get into like, I can play regular songs that she likes. Like she yeah. loves The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. No <laughs> like, way, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she loves, uh, speaking of John Denver, she loves uh, Country Rose, Take Me Home. Like she loves, Rose, take yeah. Home. So if it's got like a good chorus, like a singable chorus, like she's all about it, which is pretty funny. That's um, awesome. And like some of the, some of the, like the kids movies have like kids versions of like real songs. Sure. So she's always like shocked when I know the song. Like, how do you know that? I'm like, the song is a lot older than you think it is. Right. Um, so yeah, but I, I like, and then I have, um, but in general, like I'll probably stream like my, my regular music from my phone, right? Like just whatever I feel like playing. Okay. Yeah. So it's from your phone. How about you, Carter? When you're in the vehicle. Yeah, I'm all over the board. Um, I listen to a lot of Apple music. Um, so you basically well, Bluetooth, you Bluetooth with a car? I'm not, I have to be honest with you, I'm like hardly ever in my car. The only time I take my car out is when I go to practice two days a week. Uh, and that's like five minutes down the road. So I really don't even like, I listen to Sirius XM in the car. Um, but I listen to like um, Pandora. Um, uh, Spotify, like on a Sano speaker in my office. If I'm not using my Apple music on my phone, like I'm just, and then I like go into the kitchen and I turn on the echo and it plays music on Amazon. And it's like, this shit's everywhere. Are you guys big on just music in the background? Like when you're doing whatever task or just, you know, you're sitting in the office or you're, you're cooking at the stove. Like, do you just have music on? Always. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard to, you know, once my day gets started and I'm like bouncing between calls. Um, like today I walked in, right. And I was like, I don't want to say the name, like, hey, uh, electronic assistant, play music, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was listening to music for like probably an hour and a half before I like started getting into like my phone calls. So I was just doing paperwork or whatever. And then like once calls start, it's like I don't usually stop and start. I may like just play something real quick on my laptop. Sure. Um, but if I'm like doing something, like I'm cleaning the basement or I'm doing something outside or any of that stuff, I always have music on. Yeah. I'm the same way. I can't. We, there's never a time when. When the music, I get up in the morning, like put it on in my office. If it's during the weekend, I'll give them to about the girls till about 10 o'clock. And then I'm like, all right, forget it. And I ask the electronic assistant to put music on. And yeah. it's on all day until whenever in the evening. Yeah. When TV yeah, it's it's like it fills the space. I don't know how else to describe it. One of the things I, I don't even know when I started doing this, but um, it's kind of, it's almost forced a habit at this point. So depending upon what we're having for dinner, um, it's tacos, it's, you know, it's, you know, some, it's, it's Indian food, like a chicken tikka masala, it's, you know, sauce mm. and meatballs, like whatever, whatever it is, I like to play, and this would be off Pandora, I like to play that country's music. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, taco night, I've got some Mexican radio going. If it's uh, masala, I've got some, you know, some Bollywood radio going. So I, I, I tend to tee up whatever we're eating with the genre of music. So sauce and meatballs, it's, it's, you know, 
Italian cooking radio, whatever the hell. You know what though, Scott? You know it's funny. Like, I think I, I think that's funny. But you know your your kids are gonna remember that someday when they get like your age now. Thought about that. Like my dad always played music based upon what like that kind of genre based upon what we were eating for dinner. We're eating, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, this evening, you know, we had uh, I just you know, I cook cook some grill um, tips on the grill, just some chicken tips. We had some you know Brussels and and some other stuff, just a very kind of basic meal. But tonight it was Hawaiian. You know, there's a station. I was going to ask you if yeah. we like threw some foods out there. Can you tell us what kind of music you would uh, play? Yeah, for that's kind of steak. Yeah, sure. Steak for dinner. What kind of steak music? <laughs> yeah. So, if if it was like steak tips or something to that effect. Um, there's a couple stations that I would lean to one of them being like the Italian cooking one. Cause usually having some red wine or something. So it just feels appropriate, but there's another one that the girls actually found, which was like dinner jazz. And it, it's uh, it's got a weird kind of, there's a tempo to that style of music. That's very soothing. That's the only mm-hmm. way to describe it. It's very relaxing and it's just not in the background. It's not overbearing and it's just, I don't know. It, it kind of complements the meal, I feel. So where, you know, you have a nice bottle of wine with whatever you're eating, whatever you're eating and then adding a little musical flavor to it, it just kind of, for me, it, it, it like completes the meal. I don't know. All right. How about some, if you're cooking uh, hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill? <laughs> uh, that could be like a Jimmy Buffett style or of Pandora, you know, something Jimmy in, in that, in that, cause that's more of like barbecue time and, um, just being outside. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I think I would lean towards uh, something reggae infused with that. Same thing. Cause for me, like when I think about outside and like barbecue and like having a beer, cause you know, we talk about this, you can't possibly grill without having a beer in your hand. Right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Like I always think of like something more reggae infused, not necessarily Bob Marley, everybody goes to that, but like something. So on those, We those have, um, obviously we have a boat. So when we go out on the boat, like I have uh, the way the, the radio is set up, it's, it's a Bluetooth. So I play stuff through my phone for the, for the boat radio, if you will. So that reggae is definitely a boat associated sound. Um, you know, uh, bands, you know, of course you got your, uh, Bob Marley, but also like, you know, guys like Bunny Whaler, um, mm-hmm. I think I talked with you guys in the past a little bit about Papa Wimba. Like there's a certain, there's a certain genre of music and it's definitely boat associated. So, you know, we're not going to find as much reggae in the house as you will out on the boat. So, but this is, and not to sound corny, but like, this is the cool thing about music, right? So Scott uses music in conjunction. sounds like a lot based upon his activity. Mm-hmm. Right? And he plays appropriate music that he feels is, is fits well with what he's doing. I'm, and I'm listening to you talk, right? And I listen to music nonstop, just like you guys, every day. And that doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, I've never thought to put music, like, with my activity. To match like, it. Yeah, I get you. Like, I'll be eating hot dogs and shit. I'll have, like, jazz on, okay? Right. Or I'd be on a boat and I'd be listening to, like... It's okay. You're a heathen. I get it. You're just a rotten heathen. Yeah. Uncivilized barbarian. Civilized. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it either. Like I. I well, uh, maybe I do. Like I have a playlist 
that I play like if I'm sitting on the deck, right? Like if I'm sitting on the deck relaxing, I have a playlist there. When you sit on the deck? Like what's what's in the playlist for the deck? Yeah. Like deck music? Just that's what yeah, you call it? Yeah, it's called deck list. Yep. Deck list music? Deck list. Not dick list, deck list. Um, <laughs> right. It's mostly like, mel- not mellow, but like more low key. Mel Torme. Yeah, Mel Torme. Yeah, it's got like the Black Crows, Blind Melon, uh, Deer Tick. Like, it's not like it any like heavy metal. It's not like any rock. Hit- yeah, like more low key rock. Yeah. The National, Neil from Neil Young, a little bit of Pearl Jam. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not like. Metallica or something, you know what I mean? Which I'd put on if I was going to be in the basement working out or something like that. That makes sense. That's my basement music. That's that's only for the basement. Now, if I was eating, I would have something totally different. No, I don't. But that's like the extent of it. Like it's usually. Um... All right, let's let's play this game because I, I know what I would do in this situation. So I'm going to throw a meal combination at you, and you're going to tell me what music would actually match it. So Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Uh, the meal uh, that we're looking at, um, not knowing your, your your taste preferences, I'm going to say you've got a lobster uh, with a uh, a little piece of filet mignon and a potato um, and red wine. What do you What do you got on the radio? Uh, am I who am I with or where am I? Because that would probably influence what I was listening to more than anything else. Um, you I'm feel with a lady friend. Am I with my buddies? Uh, I'll, I'll, you fill in the blank. Huh. Uh, again, I think that if I was with my family okay. or if I was with a lady friend, that would be more influential than the fact, like you could have just said a hamburger and it wouldn't change the music compared to like what, who I was with. They okay, would, so, that would so change the music. So you're with a lady friend. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Let's say you're with your lady friend and your Vince and Liz are there. You're having... <laughs> We've got a full family going on? Mm. Yes. I may play a little like some Motown or some soul. Oh, know, nice. In that case. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Carter, I'm going to lob it over to you. So uh, here's the meal. Here's the meal. And you're, you're at the table with your family. Um, you are having um, chicken thighs. <laughs> Gross. You're, you're having uh, mac and cheese. Like a like a exquisite mac and cheese, not just a you know a quick box, um, with uh, uh, let's say some uh, wagyu beef hamburgers. So we're we're stepping up the hamburger patty. So you've got a bit of a it, it's it's definitely like a backyard kind of barbecue style, but it's the next echelon up. But elevated, yeah. Yeah. What what are you playing? What's on um, the video? Well, if my parents are there, my family's there. It would probably. Most likely we're um, into early to mid 70s music, like um, not not necessarily rock so much, a a little bit, but like, you know, like radio music, music that was popular on the radio in like 72, 73, like early 70s hits, like Chicago and um I don't know, I can't. Austin? Yeah, but before that. Kansas, when they used to <laughs> name all the bands after cities. Right. Or states. Um, yeah, that's probably, that's because my parents are the same way. We, I grew up in a household where the music was turned on first thing in the morning. And they're still like that to this day. They're 72 years old. 
That's awesome. And every time you go over there, the music is on. If it's not on, it's because the Yankees are playing. And <laughs> the minute the Yankees go off, the music comes back on. Interesting. And that's just how it is. And that's all they listen to. They listen to like 70s, mid 70s, like kind of just not heavy rock, but you know, stuff that everybody knows, kind of that kind of music. That's what I figured. That's what, as soon as you said your parents were there, I knew where this musical taste were going to go. Because I, I know what kind of stuff they listened to, right? I remember yeah. from being at your house as a kid, yeah. right? Like where their music were. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like I think about my parents listening to music, and I remember them listening to records and stuff when I was younger. Like I remember my dad had like the Born in the USA record. Um, I remember like if I look at their collection, they had some early Rolling Stones, early Beatles, a lot of like Motown or Philly Soul type stuff. Um and then I, so I have that memory as a kid. And then I remember like high school, maybe a little older, my dad getting into more music and like buying a bunch of stuff and like him getting it. He was into like, he's into jazz. He likes jazz, he likes classical. Um, and I remember him getting into that. And I can remember him like coming, I remember coming home and being like, the house is just like blasting with music. My mom, I could not tell you a single thing that she would say she liked from, from music perspective. Like she may say she likes Motown and stuff, but I couldn't tell you if I've ever heard her turn the radio on or play music on her own, she'll like drive in the car without anything on the radio whatsoever. Oh, just quiet. That's just quiet. That's that's Leanne. She will. I've told you this before, Jeff. She sits in her office upstairs, dead quiet all day. Like you can't hear. You could hear a pin drop. It's so quiet up there. And the same thing. She'll get in the car and like, you know, what? Maybe I'll turn it on. Maybe I won't. I really don't give a shit. It doesn't matter to me. I'm I remember um, this was an old boss, and uh, you know, we we're we we're out. I'm you know, I've been in outside sales for a long time, and we were just going in and out of basically dealerships, or whatever. And he goes, "Yeah, I don't listen to music. I actually," he goes, "I enjoy the quiet when when I'm driving." And I'm just like, because I, I am the opposite of that. Like, I need to be. It's not that I need to be entertained, but like I need to be listening to something, learning about something. Like that's how I pass the time when I'm driving. And he was like, I just like the quiet. It's 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 uh it's interesting. And, and I think about things. I'm like, okay. okay, I'm gonna open the window and put my head out there. Okay, is that cool? I'm sick of listening like, to you breathe. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear your brain. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you any time that I've been in the car and not like the radio is never off, right? Like right. it's never it's off. Up. Yeah, it's constantly up. That's that's the, an odd, uh, it's an odd concept to me not to have that thing powered up, yeah, in some capacity. In fact, like I like listening to music, and because I don't get to do it as much, sure. like you know what I mean. Like I, I, I look look forward to being in the car and having it turned on. That's probably where I would hear most things if I was driving around a lot, you know, like normal. But you know what I was playing earlier, just because it was, uh, you know, it's 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 new for me, and I shared it with you guys that that kid Coulter Wall. Like I just, I had, you know, cause I, I downloaded like four of his albums. Um, I just put on shuffle and I'm like, I just want to see where this goes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just interested in hearing more from him and finding whatever song may be interesting. So, you know, I probably listened to, you know, 10, 12 songs while I was, you know, it was post dinner, clean up stuff, but I had that guy going and uh, I like it. You know, I like that. I like that genre. I really, was it- I think it's awesome when you're, like, I search for music all the time. Just same thing that you guys do, right? Just constantly trying to find new shit that I've never heard before. And I think it's awesome when you come across something like that. Like, you, as you did the other day, Scott. 
Sure. Um, and it's awesome. You're like, man, I've never heard this before. Crazy. This guy's awesome. Like now I'm, you know, adding his albums and whatever, but I just think that's like, it's a really cool feeling to me. I don't know. It is. It's, it's a lot like it's the discovery, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Oh my God, this song is awesome. Who is this guy? Never heard of him. Like, it's 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 like unwrapping a gift mm-hmm. you know would you find it as enjoyable to discover new music if you couldn't share that new music with somebody else probably not probably not like um, when you found it yesterday you were telling us about it right yeah as soon as i heard that one song i'm like holy shit have you guys heard of this guy and that's yeah. kind of what what opens up that box yeah um it's not that you wouldn't listen to it right but like would you would that like initial excitement be as much if you couldn't share it you know like there's plenty of stuff I don't I I find I listen to that I like like I don't I don't share it but I wonder like if I was saying to you guys oh this is awesome and then you guys were like yeah that's really cool like would that make it better you know well, let's, let's dial that back you know 30 years like how would we have done that you know what I mean how have where we couldn't we couldn't text each other you know what I mean we couldn't say you know we've got to check this guy out Coulter Wall uh, that's um, a piece of cake dude I would just I piece of cake. I'd go down to um, Ames and I'd get me a three pack of, uh, what was that brand? BF. Maxell's? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Maxell's. Slap, slap together a copy of one of my tapes and give it to you and be like, hey, check this out. Hey, check this yeah. out. Yeah. Be a week later, but yeah. And that's how yeah. shit used to go viral, right? Like it was just this, somebody would download this tape, hand it off to somebody and somebody's making copies and then it goes, you know. Yeah. It's There's like tons the of stories of bands who broke that way, right? Like. Yeah. The jerky think boy. about the jerky boy yeah that's a perfect example or Andrew Dice clay right i remember i had t- that tape for a while <laughs> but even like the bands who um like if you look at like the san francisco like metal scene right where you got like metallica and those guys came out of um like if you look at their history there's talk about like they had a whatever like a a tape that people would just copy and then copy it and copy it and copy it and it would be you know it probably sounds like shit by the time it gets across mm-hmm. the country but that's how those guys built a following because there was no other way to do it. I mean, crazy to think about yeah, that. More, more like you know, locally where we where we were, um, that was the that was the break for stained. You know, somebody had, had kind of slid it across to uh, what's his face there, um, Durst, and uh, yeah. Durst rejected it because of the album cover. And it, the, as the story goes, it was like you know. The, I don't know what these guys are about, but shit, based on the album cover, they're, what do they worship Satan? Like I'm all set. And somebody kind of said, Hey, no, you really got to pay attention and listen to these guys. And that's, that's what brought them to stardom. So it's, Sorry, what was that? What was, the, what was that album called? Tormented or something? Tormented. I have it. I still have that album. You can't, it's one of those outlets really dark. Um, I, I enjoyed it because of that. I guess that in, intrinsic darkness of it, but um you can't download it anywhere. Like I, I have the CD, I can't download it. You know what I mean? It won't upload huh. anything. I, I'd love to hear. Like I would love to hear that album. That's in. that was, you know how you had like, uh, like I had like you know, a, a tape for the gym. That yeah. that album was like my gym album. Tormented. Scott's gym tape. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's gym mix. <laughs> It was, I mean, it's, it's super, I don't know if, if you guys, if, if you've heard it in its entirety, cause there's, there's a couple songs on there that, that subsequently showed up on other albums. They, they had retooled yeah. them a little bit like mud shovel and some of those, like they yeah. changed the, uh, they changed some of the rhythm to it, but 
those original songs were on that album. And uh, it's cool. Like, I'd love to hear it again, you know? It's funny, Scotty. I'm actually looking at Stained on Apple Music right now, and you can't even... Oh, yes, you can. You can get the first the first major album to function. I didn't, didn't big see one. it at yeah. first. That was the big yeah. one. Twilight, you're on Apple Twilight is not available. Can you just oh, look right? up real quick to see if that album um, Buffy is on there? Yeah, it's on here, dude. The two-man wooden band? Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, type in Buffy. Yeah, a, a two-man wooden band. It comes up. It's the only album by them. It's, it's I was Buffy. just thinking, like, you said Metallica made, you know, tons and tons of copies of their whatever demo, if you want to call it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess where we went wrong, man. We just made one yeah. master and left it at that. Yeah, yeah. And I think we left it at the ground round for all, of all things. <laughs> In the garbage can. In the all garbage right. can, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Our, our our musical dreams dashed at that point. Yeah. yeah. Wait, all right, back up a second. Were you guys in a band? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Yeah, man. Two man. Two man wooden band. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a had a tape and an album cover and everything. Yep. So what? All right, break this down for me. So there, you you two guys were in a band. Yep. Is that what I'm hearing? What was the name of the band? Two man wooden band. Mm-hmm. Two man wooden band. Okay, give me uh, vocals and instruments here. Well, let uh, me hang on just one sec. Let me let me give you the type of music, and then you can we'll we'll tell you that after. Right, hold on, I'm gonna grab yeah. a drink. I'll be right back. Yeah. You just walk away in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll pause and wait. <laughs> Get lost in the catacombs back there. <laughs> So, the type of music that we used to uh, put together was um, we would play an album that we liked, and we would kind of like dub over it, right, Jeff? When we would rap, so it it would be like a rock song, like Led Zeppelin, playing on an album, and then we would dub us rapping over it. (laughs) Right. 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 I don't know why. Mike would be like the rapper, and I would be like the Flavor Flav guy in the background. Is there is there a tape of this somewhere? There was. As a matter of fact, I don't even know that there are original raps. I think there were probably. How do we get? How do we get our our version of? How do we get this digital? Is my question. Uh, You know, like we said, there was only one master copy. It was left at the ground round on Boston Road, probably. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I would pay money to hear that right now. We were yeah, like I'm sure many many people would. Back then, we just you know didn't put it all together. Basically, yeah, we I, didn't know. I I uh, I, I appreciate your chutzpah. Yeah. All right, fellas, uh, let's break on the music topic. I feel like we could probably talk about that for seven or eight hours. Right, there's so much to cover there. So maybe we'll come back to it at a future uh, date. Um, anybody got any recommendations? I have a recommendation. You do? Yeah. An so, anti-kibosh? No, well, yeah. Um, so I've st- I'm not all the way through it yet, but I'm uh, four episodes in. It's at Raised by Wolves on HBO. It is – it's awesome. It is so out there. It's not even funny, though. But it's really good. It's directed by Ridley Scott, so it's – it's like there's a lot going on, and it's it's really good. I don't know if he directed it, maybe he produced it, whatever. 
I think he directed it for the first couple episodes, maybe. Yeah. So it definitely has something to do with it. I would, if you have the ability to watch HBO. Um, it's called Raised by Wolves? Yeah. And, um, it's pretty cool, man. It's not something I would normally watch. The, the premise is really weird, but I decided to give it a go, and I'm glad I did. I pushed through. It's really yeah. good. Give me a give me like a high level synopsis like with, no, so, you know, obviously no spoiler alerts but like what raised by wolves kind of brings some you know thoughts to mind but like what what is it about Yeah basically what it is is uh two androids it, there's like um kind of an end of the world scenario type thing and two androids um essentially part of create a human repopulate human populate like human population has been wiped out and they are trying to recreate it with some like they don't call them embryos but it's essentially what it is okay and then what what year what year are we talking about like 2020 yeah 1976 yeah Uh, it's like you know the year 4000 it's like so far in the future way way in the future but uh Lot, lot going on. There's a ton going on, and it's really good. So I would recommend it. Okay. Um, if I may, I have a recommendation um, on. I think it's Netflix, and I can't remember if we've discussed this in the past via text message, but um, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, called Social Dilemma. I can't um, do it, dude. Can't do it. Yo, do it. I'm telling I you, can't. It, it will. It will. It, it's very enlightening. Um, Carter, have you seen it or heard of it? Yeah. Um, I, I've, I like looked at the when you flip through the channels on or on the the movies so on Netflix. I haven't it, watched it though. It's an interesting setup because they have um, actors kind of playing out like skits in between, which at first I'm like, oh, this is kind of cheesy, but like. It, it does a, ultimately it does a good job in driving the point home. Um, and then in between those segments, um, you have basically all of these high level executives and or former executives of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, you know, all these, uh, you know, basically every social media platform you can think of. And it dives heavily into the effect and impact that it's had on just society, but also our, you know, our, our, our addiction to devices and everything else. So uh, what it becomes is a, is a narrative of warning and what's happening and how, how things are kind of morphing. And at a certain point, like it's not, it's not about, you know, a human it's not about the you know the wizard of oz behind a curtain twisting his mustache and 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 with his master plan it's really it's the algorithm that has kind of directed the everything that happens subsequently so it kind of pulls the curtain back on all that stuff to the point where you know they ask some kind of really direct questions to these executives and they're like you know do do your kids have a cell phone and all of them are like nope so it's uh to jeff's point it's uh it's a little unnerving um it makes me look at my phone very differently now after i watched it just from a uh i guess a very um more analytical perspective to say okay why why do i feel the need to look at my phone right now 
like I second guess myself and there's all this stimulus that's involved and the dopamine hits in your brain and everything else that kind of brings us down this path of like, Oh, we're this, we feel weird without our phone when we leave the house, if you leave without it. And there's a reason for that. It's, it's been, it's, it's kind of hardwired into us and we've become these unwilling participants. And, uh, I would recommend watching it because it will definitely open your eyes to a bunch. Is of it a series or just a, like a documentary? One show. One show. Social uh, dilemma. I'll give it a word. Yeah. So I like, I have had this conversation with other folks and not really wanted to watch it because I feel like I'm aware of a lot of that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the, like, I don't want it to be in my head thinking about worrying. <laughs> I feel like there's enough crap going on I, that I don't want to think about it at all. I don't think about it so much from my own perspective as my kids. And I've seen, I don't see it as much in my, um, my 11 year old, but my eight year old, I see this thing that is wrapped into, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't have a phone. She's got this iPod touch and there's this kind of weird need. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to hold the phone and I'm going to play, I'm going to pretend and it's in the back pocket and it's all this other stuff. So I'm noticing these little kind of, uh, tweaks that are associated to the phone, which I don't think is a necessarily a healthy thing or a good thing. Mm-hmm. And this kind of gave me a little bit more insight into what's happening, you know, in the brain as it relates to these things. And, um, you know, between TikTok and all this other stuff, I know within a year or two years, there'll be something else. Um, but I, I feel like I need to be aware. And uh, Do you guys have any social media on your phone at this point? My phone, social yeah. Media? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Facebook, uh, Instagram. I took it all off. Um, TikTok. I got everything. everything you, you're you're fully out there. <laughs> yeah. I took I it off. I was out finding out. like, I was definitely like picking up my phone and being like, oh, what's going on on Facebook and scrolling through that shit, and then go, what's going on on Instagram yeah. and scrolling through that shit. But I took it off just because I wanted to see what it would be like if I just didn't have any of those connections. I still have the accounts. Sure. And I really probably only have Facebook for like the three things, like the town board, if I need to post something there or like, a, you know, I'm going to sell something yeah. or what's happening with the gym. Cause there's like a group. Maybe, like, a, there. maybe a certain podcast, maybe. Well, I can do that. For, I can do that for my computer. You know what I mean? Like I still have those accounts, uh, but yeah. I don't, I don't really like do anything. Well, I try not to do anything on my phone for that reason. Like, can I break that cycle for myself? So yeah, no, that, that's a good challenge. That's a good challenge. I, and this is just my take on it. This doesn't matter what I say, but I, I, for me, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, no, honestly, my daughter's a different, a whole different story. But for me, I don't care. Like, yeah. so what? Am, like, what is it bothering anybody else if I look at my phone or I'm on TikTok or I'm on Snapchat or like I don't give a shit. So I think who are you Snapchatting with, dude? Nah, bro. <laughs> Here and there. <laughs> I will be like, I would be very curious and and maybe we'll dive into this. The next podcast is to hear what you think of social dilemma based, based on that. I'll try to watch it. Yeah. Because because, we'll both watch it and then we'll make that. Yeah. Because ultimately the, the system is designed to uh, bring you into, um, I don't, I don't even know what the term is, but to, to bring you like into a certain track of thinking and it's all hinged on getting you to engage more. You know what I mean? 
it's it's like it's like a bit of the crack just mm-hmm. give you a taste and you keep coming back and ultimately what that means from an advertising perspective is the ability to serve you more ads and that's yep. kind of what it boils down to yep it's interesting yep. it's really interesting because it, it's very there's a psychological element to it that's i i think we've we've missed and it's here and it's kind of you know that seed has been planted and it's growing and we're not even aware of it you know it's 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 subconscious i'll tell you why i got rid of them on my phone i realize that i do not enjoy some things like i used to because i don't pay attention as well so you know if i put a movie on or a television show that I like it's much harder for me to get like locked in and like really enjoy that hour or whatever because within that hour, I'll pick this thing up 10 times yeah. to like check on shit. Right. Yeah, check on, what are you checking on? You know what right. I mean? Like, like just stay in the moment. Happening. Right? Yeah. Stay in the, yeah. That, and I think that's a big part of it is we don't tend to stay in the moment where yeah. that phone is within arm's reach and we, we have this kind of innate or, you know, subconscious need to like just glance over, check, just check. Yeah, an idea that's real quick and then we'll, we'll move on after this, but we should, we'll talk about this. At another time, but maybe we should think about having like um, almost like a contest between the three of us to like not use our phones for a certain amount of time or not use a, an app or whatever, whatever, whatever it might be, and see if we can do it. Yeah, Here, here's a good challenge, and I've I've done this to myself uh, before based on something I had heard is change your um your screen or you know as you look at your screen it's obviously multicolored and there's just a lot of like visually there's a lot of stuff going on and that happens to be very appealing for us as humans change it to black and white and it becomes kind of you you look at it and you're kind of like Ugh, I can't see this that well and it's just it it becomes unappealing and it becomes a bit of a turn off and it's almost a little upsetting you know what I mean? Like you're kind of at a certain point, you're like, Ugh, like this, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. It's weird. We're, we're so used to this multicolored spectrum of, 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 of apps and everything else. Like just flip it black and white for a day. See how you feel. Yeah, we'll talk we should, about it, see if we can figure something doesn't, out. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It's weird. Let's make our homework to be the Carter and I will watch the documentary, even though yeah. I said, I don't want to. We'll watch that. We'll get back together and talk about it, and we'll lay out what the challenge is going to be. Uh, Just sort of do a okay. our little social like experiment. Yep, yep. I like it. All right. Like you it. got any recommendations, Jeffrey? Um, I was going to talk about the show. Uh, have you guys watched any of Love Lovecraft Country on HBO? No, I'd like to though. I like to. It's pretty pretty bonkers and pretty interesting for like the times that it's it, it takes place in the fifties, right? Where yeah. There's obviously a ton of racial segregation and that's going on. And sure. um, it's pretty harsh from that perspective, but it also has like this really crazy, like supernatural element. And each episode is somewhat of a, like a vignette. I mean, there's some overarching story that I don't fully understand, but there's like each episode ends up being like a little more self-contained. It's pretty nuts. But it made me think like when you were talking about Raised by Wolves and then this show, like does HBO ever put out like a shit show? Like, man, they have had so many I mean, freaking good shows. If you think about, yeah, I, they really do a good job. Um, I think Netflix kind of is more about quantity than quality yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But I think HBO puts out like, I, I would say some of the best shows, like in my opinion, that are the best yeah. come from HBO. Man. How did they corner that? You know what I mean? Like, why not Showtime or, or 
where, you know, Showtime's had a couple hits, um, but I'd say like the, you know, if you were to put it on a scale, like HBO is just bonkers. Some of the stuff. Well, first of all, it's HBO, right? So they can do super high production value, which is a piece of it. They can do, you know, push the boundaries of stories that you can't do on regular TV. Yeah. Because I mean, those guys were doing like, Oz even like way back right Oz and the Sopranos when that first started like before Netflix was really even a thing like, <laughs> I didn't, right I, thought, I didn't realize what you're saying I'm like odds then I realized you're saying Oz, Oz. <laughs> dude that show was out of bounds at that time yeah yeah so I mean they've had like a lot of like, I mean I make crazy shows I had to so, be yeah I don't know boy. what's that yeah exactly to... you got anything you want to smash this week or are you good I, do. I have one. I have one. I'll smash real quick. All right, let's have it. The Carter Kibosh. Yeah. Kibosh. Carter. Kibosh. Uh, uh. And speaking of quantity versus quality, it's on Netflix. Um, it's that show. It's called Away with Hillary Swank. Oh, you the one she goes to Mars or something? Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, this could be my problem, but I can't stand her to begin with anyways. Um, and this shit is so dumb. It's really dumb. And it's, it's like, it's very unbelievable. And it just, I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> it does is it a series or a movie? It's a series. I was like, oh, I can't believe series. I thought it, I thought it was like a one a one hitter. I didn't know it was a series. Yeah, it's awful. Jeez. Don't waste your time. It's just dumb. It yeah, could be a one hitter, and they just dragged it out. I I saw right. the uh, I saw the previous four. And I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you shouldn't care because it sucks. The, so that's uh, my freaking kibosh for this week. Don't watch away. I am. I'm good. Yeah. I don't disagree with that one. There was uh there was another one again, all these kind of, I don't know if it's Mars or what freaking planet it was. It was with uh Brad Pitt called ad Astra. Oh God, that movie sucked. Oh, I started why I'm like this. I, I'm like, it was late at night. The girls were in bed. I'm like, you know, I, like, I just want to check this out. Cause there's some good actors in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's a solid cast here and uh, I'm watching it. I kept waiting for it to get better. Like I waited and waited and waited and then it was over i'm like are you fucking kidding me like that was terrible this movie i'm <laughs> like this is this is junk it yeah. was it was just nothing it was nothing it was nothing there's no story right like nothing, nothing happens the entire time no so yeah Ad Astra, don't 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 waste your time yeah it was terrible i remember it talking is. about that with kitchen pants and he was like saying the same thing yeah he didn't like All right, it well either. since we're since we're on a roll i'll give you one i'll give you a kibosh as well we'll go Get for it. a, a freaking triple play here the trifecta so i just said how like good that uh hbo shows are but people have been trying to get me to watch the show succession on there dude that show's amazing oh my god i hated it why <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't get past the first two episodes because everybody yells at each other and they're all pissed yeah, off everybody was a prick it was just like i didn't know what it was <laughs> you should I like it dude I don't care about the business stuff. I just don't care. Like it just didn't get me. Like, I care less about who owns the freaking business, who runs the business when it's all said and done. I felt bad. Like I was like, my sister was t- saying this when people on my team were telling me to watch and, Like everybody I know said that's awesome. And I was just like, I can see why people like it. I just, I can't get into it. You only watched watch the first Scotty? two episodes? 
I, is this the one with uh, uh, I'm your uncle Argyle? Is it the same guy? Yeah. It's Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah it's Brian Cox. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. uh, in in the Home Alone brother, um, I, I've seen the I, I've seen multiple advertisements for it, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Like, it just doesn't it doesn't hit that button with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't don't have the uh, I don't know. Just didn't catch my attention. Maybe I'm yeah, just I, maybe I'm like that. I'm like wired like that. Like like a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be. I, I mean, said that the first time I met you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, probably did. I like that one though. I'm, I I disagree with you on that. That's fine. Sorry. Yeah, I uh, I had a hard time, so I won't give it a full kibosh. I'm just saying I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, what's the big, what's the hubbub about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. It's a hubbub. Where, where's the murder or the viol- or the horror or the suspense? Like, where is it? It's just like a. <laughs> Family drama. I'm not into family drama. Not into family. No, you probably like uh, what's that other show that's on? Like, um, This Is Us. You probably like that show too. What show is that? Yeah, you try to act like you don't know. You watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. Nice try. Kid loves it. Loves family dramas. The emotional family dramas. I do. The three of us sit around and watch shit like that on TV. Either that or Party of Five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Party of Five, right. So, okay, one last one. I saw. I haven't even seen a preview for this, but I saw a headline for another uh, Adam Sandler movie showing up on Netflix. Something yeah. about oh, Halloween, like what is Bubby it? Halloween or something? What? Yeah, go away, man. Just go away at this point. I'm done. Yeah, you had your time like twenty years ago, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. still, well. Didn't he sign? He signed like a multi-film deal with Netflix. I want to say six six films. Yeah. Which uh, that maybe that's number six. They didn't have to be good. He just had to make them. It was just like yeah. bang six movies out, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, this question about Sandler. If you met someone and they told you that um, Billy Madison was their favorite movie of all time, what, what would you think? They are um, forty-five plus years old, and they simpleton. Yeah, they don't really care about um, you know. There's a di- there's a big difference between Billy Madison and like uh, oh god, what was that? Uh, Happy Gilmore? No, no, no. I'm trying to think of uh, Ben Stiller movie. Um, Which one? Something Zoolander. Mary? Zoolander. 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 Yep. So Zoolander, I thought was hilarious. You know what I mean? Just you know, with the the characters that he. Had put into that movie including himself were just so funny i thought but there's such a difference between that movie and billy madison or um uh happy gilmore you know what i mean like because his characters tend to be kind of these buffoons and yeah i think if you think he's funny you don't really watch movies he like some of like Early on, some of his stuff was entertaining for me. Um, my girls like, you know, just go with it or, um, oh God, because there's all these romantic comedies that have spun out of that. They, they love, my girls love um, Grown Ups, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean? So there's, that's, that's more of an ensemble of comedic characters. And there's a bit more of, I guess, maybe character development than, you know, Billy Madison is just pure, you know, you know, Billy Madison was a moron. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm not even talking about whether the movie is funny or not. 
Like you could probably flip it on and like chuckle at a few parts. I wouldn't consider it to be one of the best comedies of all time, frankly. No. Right? Like, no. it's not even. I just, my mind, it's not even his best movie. But if someone came to you and said, like, "Oh, that's my favorite movie of all time," yeah, that doesn't. I'm work. like, I'm like, you are like pea brained or something. <laughs> like, how can that? What does that say about you if that's your favorite movie? Yeah, with, of all with time? movies out there like The Jerk or you know Caddyshack, um, right? Those airplane. Those, yeah, airplane is a classic. Um, which holy shit! The, uh, it's funny you said that. So there was uh, in, in Pallone, I texted you guys. Oh god, it's gonna bother me. But um, there was a movie with uh, Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. It came out. I don't know, twenty eleven maybe. I don't remember what year it came out, and, I, and I'll have to get the name of it. But it was so airplane esque the nature of the humor, like it caught me off guard. Cause I was like, Amy Poehler and Paul Brad, like I never even heard of this movie. And then I see a couple other like well-known comedic actors. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang on to this thing for a minute and see where it goes. And Holy shit. It was like right out of the airplane playbook. It was really interesting. And in some of the, the scenes and the structure of the dialogue and everything, I'm like, Oh my God, like where did, what happened to this movie? Like, where did this kind of like fall through the cracks? So it was, it was, it was funny in that sense because it reminded me of airplane. And do you remember the scene where, um, this was out of uh family guy, the, the, every now and then in family guy, and, and I don't know if you guys watch it at all, but there's a, uh, there'll be some sort of redundant scene where they'll just repeat the dialogue to the point where like, are they, how, how much longer are they going to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. same set of dialogue. They did that mm-hmm. in that movie with Rudd and, and Polar. And uh, he's in a bar and it was one of those like, you know, he's being the goofy Paul Rudd that he usually is. But he's like, you know, talking to the bar, bartender and he's like, you can say that again. And he's like, well, you know, I was just wondering what you're doing. You can say that again. And it went on a little bit too long. And you're like, holy shit, when is this actually going to stop? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's very Family Guy, right? Like they they yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, but there's there's so many elements in that movie that was like airplane. I'm like, holy shit, this is like mm. this is like a throwback, you know? With yeah, a, a fairly good, you know, a, a sizable cast. So yeah, yeah, it's random. Shit's random. It's funny. Sorry, I know we were we were trying to wrap up and we started going down the path, but you yeah, yeah. triggering other questions for me, including the big fan of uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> Good, good, uh, good opening to uh, season two. I like it. You want to take us home, Scotty? Let's take us home. Gentlemen, that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed our show, everyone. And please follow us on your favorite social media platform. Uh, Special shout out to Dr. Wes Chesterson. (laughs) Let me try that again. Dr. Wes Chesterson for lending (laughs) us his, uh, his music for our intro and outro, if you will. Find him on SoundCloud, Dr. Wes Chesterson. Follow us on Twitter at podcast, a podcast Trace on Instagram at Trace Ombres Pod. On Facebook, Trace Ombres Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast. Everywhere you can find a podcast, you will find us, Trace Ombres Podcast. Any questions or comments or suggestions, hit us up via email at traceombrespod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us and buenos noches, amigos. All right, boys. Night. That's it.